Good morning. So today is National Marriage Day. Pope John Paul II honored this day with his apostolic blessing in 1993. And the theme for this year's National Marriage Day is to have, to hold, and to honor. And so I will focus my homily on marriage overall, but specifically on how critical it is for those who are considering marriage or those who are currently engaged to properly prepare themselves for the moment of consent so as to avail themselves of the grace of the sacrament of marriage. Another critical area of focus is the part where we as a parish get to have a playing part in helping our engaged couples prepare for that sacred union. And I will get into that part in just a bit. I find it hard to speak about marriage without talking about what God has clearly revealed to us in sacred scripture. In the book of Genesis, God reveals to us how he created things to be from the beginning of time. That all creation, from the greatest to the least, flows out of God's perfect and divine love. And that the very heart of man and woman were created for love. So we were not created to live in isolation. We were created to be in relationships with each other and especially with God. And Genesis reveals a truth that man and woman were uniquely created with hearts for one another. So perfectly matched are their hearts for each other that through the free self-giving of the other, they become one heart. And we hear how Jesus quotes the words of Genesis when he says that a man leaves his father and mother and clings to his wife, and the two of them become one flesh. So this being of one flesh and the being of one heart does not mean that marriage will not be tested or that the love of husband and wife will be without its challenges. Because every married couple, if you've been married for any time at all, has experienced their marital bond being tested in great ways or in small. And I recall with great clarity the time that my wife and I were getting ready for a wedding. And as I was getting more and more impatient, I kind of created some tension by pointing out the fact that my wife was taking forever and that she was really moving very slowly. Well, that started an argument. Things became silent, and we headed out of the door. And as we were driving to the wedding, I asked my wife if we could pray together. 
And she, of course, agreed. So we held each other's hand, and I began praying aloud. And at the end, I asked God to forgive me for being such a rotten husband. To which my wife quickly and simply responded, Amen. (laughs) That's all it took. The tension was broken, and we began to laugh. And I saw the humor in it immediately. As I was thinking about this story and about the common marital stresses that have occurred over the years, I remembered an analogy that I think best describes the main point that I'm wanting to make on this National Marriage Day, especially as it relates to marriage preparation. So I have always liked analogies. And one of the analogies that I have used in the past is how a campfire can be compared to a romantic relationship and how the process of building them is somewhat similar. And so it goes something like this. Campfires and relationships can either be a source of warmth and comfort or they can be a source of ongoing aggravation and disappointment. The key is in how they are prepared and built upon at the very beginning. If a campfire is not properly prepared, it will often struggle to stay aflame. The same is true for relationships. In today's instant gratification culture, relationships are seldom given the time or the care to grow naturally one step at a time. And it's not uncommon for many romantic relationships to begin all at once, like throwing gasoline on the wood of the campfire. And while it becomes instantly hot with the first strike of the match, we all know that the fuel can quickly burn off, and then all that remains is just partially charred wood and no lasting flame. A lasting relationship cannot survive long on the immediate emotions of the moment. So an effective campfire starts out small. The wood that catches fire first are the smallest twigs and leaves and needles and then larger pieces like small sticks and eventually larger logs can be added on. You see, this methodical feeding of the fire creates enough embers to sustain a flame long into the night. And if a marriage is to last a lifetime, it needs to be cared for. It requires preparation and attention from the very start. A sort of preparation that will allow the couple's love to grow slowly enough so that they are truly prepared to enter into marriage with free, full, and open consent on their wedding day. And then it will be the grace of the sacrament that will help stoke the embers of love on those cold nights that inevitably come to every marriage. And even smoldering embers 
if allowed to set free from the ashes, can, by God's grace, be stirred to new life. So the key is understanding that the true essence of marital love is founded on the willingness of the spouses to die to self for the good of the other. A campfire requires and is sustained by sacrificing the wood that is in it. Marriage, likewise, requires and is sustained by the selfless sacrifice of the spouses within it. And the Catechism teaches us that the grace of Christian marriage is a fruit of Christ's cross, the source of all Christian life. And so today, we are rolling out what is a new diocesan process for preparing our newly engaged couples for the sacrament of marriage. So St. Patrick, like all of the parishes in the Diocese of Lansing, are asked to reimagine the pre-marriage preparation process. So the whole process is called the marriage catechumenate. But the part we're going to focus on is the part called witness to love. And it is being used by many parishes across the United States to help prepare engaged couples for marriage. So this part, the witness to love part, gives parishes not only the tools needed to prepare engaged couples for marriage, but it is also a way of welcoming couples into parish life by building a support system that can last beyond their wedding day. And a very important key component of this program is for the engaged couple to choose for themselves a mentor couple from among the parish community. To choose a mentor couple to help journey with them to prepare for marriage and to remain for them a source of support. Now we all know that successful marriages do not just happen. And so your prayers of support for the engaged couples, the mentor couples, those who are coordinating and the clergy are encouraged and deeply appreciated. So moving forward, we will be doing marriage preparation as a community. So any of you married couples here today in church might be asked by a younger couple to walk with them before and after their wedding. So know that our young couples are among you and they're looking for faithful and loving mentors. Now I can imagine that many of you might be thinking how can we be mentors? Our marriage is not perfect. In fact, in some ways, we need mentors ourselves. Well, no marriage is perfect. And every single marriage is made up of imperfect persons. That is why Christian marriage is a sacrament because it needs God's grace to survive. It needs God's grace to thrive. 
So don't worry if someone comes up to you and asks you to be their mentors. Just lean into that grace and let God guide the process. The Holy Spirit will be a mentor for you as a married couple and for those who approach you because they see something in you that perhaps you don't even see in yourselves. So why should we invest ourselves in such a way to help prepare couples for marriage? It's because marriage is worth it. Because strong families are the fruit of strong marriages. And as the family goes, so goes the nation, and so goes the world around us. Please, as we strive to build up marriage and family life, keep our parish family in prayer so that together we may renew and support the sacrament that is marriage.